Hi, I'm Kelly from thespunkycoconut.com, and today I'm here again, I'm so excited, with my friend Ricky from dietdessertanddogs.com, and Ricky is the author of three books, one of which is recommended by ellendegeneres.com. Hi, Ricky. Hi, Kelly. I'm excited, too. <laughs> I'm so excited. We had so much fun talking last time. I really did. I, I couldn't wait to keep talking. <laughs> I know. It was such a shame. <laughs> well, here we are after a few and, little twists and turns. I know. It, we, we can tell everyone that we've been playing Skype phone tag for the past <laughs> three days. It's because I can't tell time. That's why we, <laughs> we haven't met. No, <laughs> I, I was the first one. It was my fault on Sunday because we decided Sunday morning to go down to Ikea Wow. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't think we would get back in time to call you. And, um, cause it's like 45 minutes from my house and we had never been there. Oh, okay. I didn't know exactly how long it was going to take to get there. So that was my fault. I'm sorry about that. No worries. How was your Ikea experience? Oh, it's always fun. Do you, have you been to them? Oh yeah. My yeah. Uh, three quarters of our house is furnished by Ikea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. In fact, we rent, it's a, it's a townhouse, and my husband calls it an Ikea house because in the new modern homes, like all the appliances and everything is three-quarter scale, so he calls it an Ikea house. <laughs> That's yeah. cute. Yeah, we we didn't have one until last year in Colorado. Oh, cool. And we didn't, it, it opened like the month I was due with Ginger. Wow. And that there was no way that I was going to drive possibly an hour down there and then go into labor. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine that? <laughs> Wise choice, I would say. Yes. So indeed. we've been waiting and like, we got to go, we got to go. And then <laughs> finally went on Sunday, very last minute, decided to go down there and and uh, it was fun. I had to restrain myself. I know, everything looks so good when it's there. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> They had these new green plate sets that I so badly wanted to buy, but I, I restrained myself and I didn't. Oh, good. Well, I know IKEA is great for uh, blog photography, isn't it? For props and things. I am. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. I have. Like, like I said, I haven't. This is only the first time I had been in years. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure you'll. Now that it's there, I'm sure you'll have the <laughs> opportunity to go again. Yeah. So we just got Ginger a high chair because she's sitting up and when I, when I have her on my lap as we're eating dinner, she's, you know, grabbing my plate and my napkin and my fork. And so <laughs> I had to get her a high chair so she can sit next to me and not pull everything off the table onto the floor. Wise choice. And that way you get to eat a little bit, I guess. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> so what's new with you? Oh, well, I'm just actually, I'm gearing up to go back to my uh, job. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know, but I, I teach full time. I do know. And, uh, yeah, and I'm a bit weird in that um, most college teachers get July and August as their holidays, but uh -huh. I get January, February, and I teach in July and August. Oh. So, yeah, so next week we go back, and I'm just trying to get my head around that. So I've been doing crazy amounts of cooking and recipe development so that I can sort of Ooh. ease back into it and I won't be too overwhelmed with blogging and teaching at the beginning. Well, I want to hear what you're, what you've been making, but first, what do you teach? I forget. Um, now I teach nutrition and also introduction to alternative medicine. Awesome. Um, That's so awesome. I love it. And uh, that has only happened since I went to the Canadian school of natural nutrition and became a holistic nutritionist. Um, before that I was teaching English literature, which is what I studied at university. Uh -huh. <laughs> So it's a kind of a mixed bag. You know, once in a while, they'll still throw a literature course at me, but mostly <laughs> I teach nutrition and um, alternative medicine. Yeah. That is so awesome. Good for Fine. you. Yeah. And tell us what you've been cooking. Oh, my gosh. Well, today I did. Uh, I'm actually working my way through a couple of cookbooks because I'm going to be reviewing them on my blog. So oh, fun. Today, yeah, you know, I love it when I'm doing um, Kim Lutz and Megan Hart's The Welcoming Kitchen. Uh -huh. uh, I'll be writing about it for the balanced platter and I don't want to say too much because I'll be writing about it. Right. But, uh, 
one of the things I love is when, like with your cookbooks, when there's a lot that I can actually eat without having to make changes. <laughs> right. You know, I, yes. there's another cookbook I received, I don't know, like three, four months ago now. And I actually, um, I did tell them about my dietary restrictions and it's a lovely vegan cookbook. And it, I, I won't mention it because it's, it is a great cookbook, but it's just that I cannot eat most of the stuff. Yeah. In it. So I wasn't in the end able to review it, unfortunately, because I, I don't want to put anything on my blog that I wouldn't right. sell use or you know yes so were there a lot of grains and things or well you know I'm okay with gluten-free grains but there were yeah there was a lot of glutinous grains and Uh and there were um sort of packaged products that um you know I know for a lot of people they make life easier and they're quick and but I I just can't eat that stuff sugar there was sugar in some of the stuff I, I would rather eat just like a whole food you know a roasted vegetables and then that package stuff. Absolutely. I would as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so funny because I, I just started working with a new naturopath because um, I, I know we were mentioning before we came online that my, my allergies this year are out of control Ugh. and we think it's allergies. We're not even sure. I have a condition called blepharitis, which is um, they think it's allergic blepharitis where your eyelids get really red and swollen. Oh, so I, always, I always look like I've been crying. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Anyway, whatever. But I, um, there's so much worse this season. So I went to a new naturopath and she's going to put me on an elimination diet. Uh-huh. And, um, so she had me track what I ate for a week. And then I said to her, so what do you take away with the elimination diet? She said, well, wheat, I don't eat wheat, citrus. Well, I don't eat citrus. You know, so she looked at my, she looks at my menu. She goes, yeah, you know, your diet is so clean. Yeah. And. I have to say, I never think of it in those terms because, I mean, I eat cookies and I, you know, right. I don't think of that as, but I guess compared to the Packaged. general population yeah. that I see. Oh, so, yeah. So when my, when she looked at my weekly list, she said, you know, your diet is already so clean. I don't know what we're going to cut out. And uh-huh. I guess what we, we decided was that um, because I already don't eat wheat, I already don't eat citrus we're going to look at the things that I suspect I might be allergic to. And like, for instance, I, I, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to make it true, but I have this nuts. very sneaking. No. Well, Oh my God. I wouldn't be able to exist without nuts. I know. I know. But, um, <laughs> oats, even gluten-free oats, I seem to, to get a oh. little more uh, discomfort in my eyes and a little more swelling and a little more redness the day or two after I eat oats. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm hoping that's not it, but you know, I've never, have you ever done an elimination diet? Yeah, I have twice. Oh my gosh. And what, did you find it helpful? Yeah, brilliant. It was brilliant. Like I did it, I did both times. I did it for my babies. I did it for Ashley when she was a baby. And then I did it again for Ginger. And, um, so I was mostly doing, well, I, I do eat meat. So I was eating meat and brown rice and coconut milk and pears um, sweet potato, pumpkins, butternut squash, all the kind, all kinds of squash, um, things like that. And then, uh, adding, you know, back slowly. And with Ashley, there were a million things that I had to stay, you know, restricted from, from eating. And then with ginger, it ended up just being sunflower seeds, sun butter. Oh, really? Wow. And, and greens like lettuce and, um, spinach and chard and kale, but luckily with both the babies, it didn't last, you know, the whole time I was nursing, Uh um, with ginger, she was able, I was able to bring those things back when she was about, I don't know, three or four months old. Oh, well, that's great because I mean, I guess it's, that almost sounds like the opposite of most people who are able to eat greens, but nothing else oftentimes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like most people are not allergic to greens. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was an allergy, but it was giving her gas. The greens. Oh, okay. Yeah. With, with both of them, actually, Ginger and Ashley, when they were real, really young babies, the lettuce and greens um, made them gassy and bloated and, and discomfort. And the, um, with, with Ginger, the sunflower seeds, the sun butter was giving her this rash, this terrible oh. rash. It was really red and wow. hideous. Yeah. Poor baby. Yeah. But it was, it was good to figure it out. And, and then Uh she felt better and she wasn't crying and in pain. And so, yeah, 
so much better. Well, that, that's great to hear because I, um, yeah, I, in, part of me is really looking forward to it just because I want to know. Yes. Um, but the other part thinks, you know, two weeks. Actually, what you just mentioned, squashes and brown rice, that sounds fine to me. I'm happy to eat that stuff. <laughs> oh, I have a great, I have a great shake. If you, if you, if you're doing um, brown rice and coconut milk, on when I was doing that for ginger, I put a video on the spunky coconut of this shake, and it like got me through that time when I was not, you know, eating a whole lot of variety, and it was like brown. Soaked brown rice that I had soaked and then cooked it, so it was, um, yeah, like pudding. That. Oh, you saw that? Absolutely, yeah. I remember okay. you doing, it. and you were holding her through it, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. You will <laughs> love that drink. It's it's like a it's like a milkshake, and it's thick and creamy, and there's no dairy and no gluten. And if you can do rice, it's just divine. Sounds great. Well, she did mention that she'll probably have me on brown rice. So uh huh. So glad to hear that. Okay. Yeah. I have to say my husband's not too thrilled, but you know, yeah. stuff, so. well, I hope you figure it out soon. And I'm, I have, I'm dying to ask you, I meant to ask you last time. And then I talked to Maggie who lives in Canada and she mentioned her nature path and I didn't ask her, is that part of your healthcare or is that out of pocket? It depends on your workplace because the actual uh, government health care does not cover naturopaths. Okay. But most people will have some kind of health insurance at work um, that will pay for like part or all of their dentist, for instance, or eyeglasses or things that aren't covered by the government. The government only covers visits to an actual MD. So um, at where I work, I'm very lucky because I work at a college, which is a government run uh, institution uh -huh. so they have a great program and i think i get you get up to a certain amount each year uh -huh. so mine mine will cover um probably about 10 visits to and the nature path yeah yeah oh my goodness after, after that it's out of pocket wow yeah is that good or bad i think that's awesome <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. But the, see, the way it works at my place, we get a certain amount for the year and that's for your naturopath, your chiropractor, your, you can do a registered massage therapist, but it's all together. So if I use up all my money on the natural, like on 10 visits to the naturopath, then I won't be able to pay for the chiropractor or the other people. Oh, um, I'm so jealous. You know what? I have to say last year, I think I ended up, it was, it was December before I ran out of money and I had to start paying. Uh -huh. Um, so that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good considering how often I go. <laughs> oh, we, we, Ricky, we spend thousands of dollars a year. Yeah. Out of pocket thousands on our nature path and our, um, our medical doctor even isn't, isn't covered because it's, um, she's, you know, alternative. It's not, you know, the typical medicine. Right. Right. So she's, you know, because she does the type of things a nature path does insurance doesn't cover her either. So basically none of our, nothing, nothing we do is covered. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a, my cousin in Boston is, well, she doesn't go to alternative uh, therapists, but she says the same thing. I mean, that it depends so much on your particular, what is it? HMO? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. And, and she is not that happy with the one she has right now because there were doctors she would have liked to see, but they're not covered. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's just, I think both systems need a lot, a big overhaul. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was just I, curious because I, I meant, I meant to ask you, I hope you don't mind me asking that. No, um, not at all. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I've had this discussion with my cousins because people in the States, I believe now this is just my own personal opinion, but I think the Canadian system is broken and Yes, it's true. You, you, it feels like you don't pay because you don't pay when you go there, but our taxes are so high for that mm -hmm. reason, because we are paying for everybody's health care. Right. right. So even someone who never gets sick is paying taxes so that the people who are sick all the time can go. And, and the other problem with this kind of system where everyone can get in to any doctor they want at any time they want, um, as my husband says, when something is free, everybody wants it. So mm. You know, when I, um, for instance, needed um, a specialist, like right now, my doctor has, has referred me to an eye doctor, to an ophthalmologist for uh -huh. these blepharitis. It's going to be a minimum of a four or five month wait. Oh, wow. And, yeah, because that, everybody's going, right? right. And nobody has to pay. So, you know, there, there are pros oh. and cons, I think, to 
both systems. Yeah, yeah. You know, people who need hip replacements sometimes wait nine months. Wow. And they can't walk for nine months, right? So, um, yeah. You know, yeah. There's good and bad. Well, that is good to hear from, from someone who lives there. I'm, I, I appreciate your opinion and your point of view there. That's so interesting. I, I, not popular. <laughs> not a popular point of view, I don't think. Oh. Everybody loves something free, but right. you know, I love the fact that I don't have to pay too. But if you really think about it, you are paying. Your taxes are paying. Right. It's not really free. But anyway. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so tell me what you've been making since you're getting ready to go back to school. Oh, right. So, yeah, I wanted to tell you um, about your post on the balanced platter, which inspired me. Oh! Um, it was your crumble pot pie. Uh-huh. I thought, what a brilliant concept to do a crumble topping for a pot pie. So I immediately, <laughs> like, I think it was that night, I sat down and I started doing a pot pie, which I never do. I've, I think I've made one pot pie in my whole life. And it was be partly because I'm not good at pie crust. And I thought this was so great. So what I did was a chickpea pot pie. Ooh. Um, and my husband, who is, you know, he's an omnivore. And generally, if it's a dish that normally has meat in it, like a pot pie, he doesn't like my version. But he loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So that's Ooh. going up on the blog. Uh, I think that's, that's going to go up. It may even be up by the time this airs. Um, so I did that. I've been doing cool. a lot of baked, like desserty things. Cause I know I'm not gonna be able to eat them for some time. So, uh -huh. um, and I, I did a, a recipe for, um, I'm in love. I'm in love because, you know, <laughs> breakfast is my favorite meal anyway, uh -huh. but I made sweet potato biscuits. Ooh. And I, I have to say they're probably one of the best biscuits I ever made, but they're not grain free. They're gluten free, but not grain free. Ooh. I did a soup today, and I did a, a pate, um, and I did Oh, another... pate? What was in your pate? It's um, roasted fennel, and, Ooh. and this is from the Welcoming Kitchen, and uh, oh my gosh, it's such an odd combination of ingredients, but it really worked, um, and a secret ingredient, which people will have to wait to read on my blog. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> oh, I'm um, excited because I'm getting fennel in my box... Uh... Is it today, Tuesday? Yeah, today's Tuesday. I'm getting it today in my produce oh, box. Good. Yeah. Now, do you um, do you have that cookbook or not? No, I. But maybe when are you posting it? Um, it'll probably. I think it's next month. Oh darn. Yeah. So, but because um, you know, I've always been looking same sort of thing. I've never been a huge fan of fennel, and when I find things that I like with it, I I love those recipes. I save them for when I get fennel. So. Um, but the other one that I made a while back, and it's on my blog, is a raw fennel salad, which surprised me um, how, how good it was. Maybe I'll have to make that with it. It's sort of like a slot, and I'm trying to remember, because I don't know if you find this, when you post so many recipes, after a while you start to forget what you posted and what you Yes, made. yes. <laughs> I know, my mother-in-law asked me over the holidays for if I had a uh, pumpkin bread. Right. And I'm going, I don't know. I think, well, did I? And I couldn't remember. So I did it. So I did another one and posted it. And now there's two pumpkin breads on my oh, side. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> I've posted the same recipe twice by mistake. Um, and, you know, it's so funny because I, I, just to prove my point, I don't remember the specific recipe this applies to. But I did a blog post a while back where I said, oh, this is the first time I've ever posted this ingredient. And, you know, I love my readers. They're, they're way more keen than I am in, in, in terms of memory because <laughs> one of my readers said, oh, yes, you did. And it was, you know, such and such recipe. And I thought, oh, my goodness. That's, that's exactly what happened to me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, put okay. on, I put on Facebook. I said, I don't, I don't know if I've made a pumpkin bread before, but here's a new one. And someone said, yes, you did. It's this one here. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it was well, just how long have you been blogging, Kelly? Uh... Boy, four, <laughs> I think it's four years. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, just around four years as well. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what happens. It know? is, it is. <laughs> or uh, sometimes I think, no, it's just my age. That's what's happening in all areas of my life, no. not just my blog. <laughs> no, no, no. And my husband will say, "Why don't you ever make my favorites anymore? You're always making new recipes." And I was joking about that on Facebook one day, and one of my readers says. Well, did you tell him? Because 
honey, that's how we make a new cookbook is by making new recipes. (laughs) 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 Gotta have new recipes for cookbooks. Yep. (laughs) So that's true. I can't just keep making the same thing as much as he would be. He would be fine if I never made anything new again, I think. Yeah. My husband's (laughs) the same way. He would like to eat the same thing every week, actually, if he could. Oh, yeah. Andy, too. I'm not like that. I just, uh, you know, that's one of the great things I absolutely love about blogging is that you are always making new things. There's so many recipes I would never have tried otherwise. Yes. Yes. I could eat something different every night. I I would rather if someone, if if I didn't have to make it myself, (laughs) but that's not the way it is. So (laughs) I guess the only problem with that is, you know, once in a while you find a recipe you absolutely adore. And then I, then I'm sort of sad that I can't make it every night. Sometimes I will for, you know, a week or two, but like you say, you've got to move on because you've always got to be making new recipes for the blog. Yeah. And I can't, I can't help but be inspired all the time too. So I'll, I'll get an, I'll get an idea and Ooh, wouldn't this be good? And Oh, I could do that. And Oh, I could do, you know, and ad- yeah. I could adapt this recipe and change it a little bit, and then it would become that. And it's just like, yeah. I can't turn my brain off. Well, that's the fun of it, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's so, it is. It's so fun. And it, talking about trying new things, I noticed you did kombucha. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. I know Good we were you. talking about that last time a little because, um, some, you know, someone asked um, last night on Facebook, I keep talking about Facebook, um, if it was allowed on the anti-candida diet and I, and I can't remember what you said. Well, I would definitely not have it at the beginning. Uh Um, and, and you know what? It's interesting because every time I get a question about the candida diet on my blog, I have a candida FAQ page Uh and it sets me thinking because there are so many different versions of the diet and so many different perspectives and I have heard now that, you know, people send me emails and ask me questions. It's fascinating, and I love hearing from them because I've heard from people who have followed such divergent kinds of diets and still had success. Right. So, I mean, I say it's not allowed. All of the diets I'm familiar with do not allow it. And why is that? Because I would think all those probiotics would be good at fighting Candida. But it does still have some sugar in it, and it feeds on sugar. So I don't know, you know, again, I don't know the science behind it, and, and this is just my personal guess, but I, I know that, for instance, things like nutritional yeast, which is not a live yeast, so so shouldn't really have an impact on candida, but your body reacts to it as if it's a yeast sometimes, or you might be allergic to it as if you're allergic to candida. And, so there, is, thinking- and there is yeast in kombucha. Well, that may be part of it. And also kombucha, even if you're reacting to sugar the way you would react to, you know, a full-fledged sugar. Oh, um, I'm it not just sure started snowing. Up. Oh, how lovely. Oh, how nice. I love that. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to interject. It's snowing. Oh, that's great. We we uh, had a snowfall last week, but it's perfectly dry out there today. Oh, I, hope, I, it, say, I hope it accumulates. You mean where you are, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because frankly, if I didn't see another fleck of snow from now till June, I'd be very happy. (laughs) Anyway, back to the kombucha. So, So, yeah, I think that's why, because it actually does have sugar in it. I mean, um, but it's such a small, small, small amount. I mean, I would, I would think that nuts, like my my cashew milk, probably has the same amount of sugar as kombucha. Yeah. I find kombucha tastes very sweet. Well, I think it depends if you're buying it in the store. I think it really depends on the flavor and the brand and the brand. Okay. Because some of them add like a ton of juice and other sweeteners. Oh, but the the one I buy, I I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's, if you guys have it there, Tonica, I think it's called. No, we don't have that one. Okay. That's one brand. And I can't remember the name of the other brand, which I do believe comes, it's made in LA. Um, I mean, because I haven't had kombucha that often because I do find it tastes very sweet. But the ones I buy, the only ingredient, they, they don't even list the sugar as an ingredient. They just say green tea or ginger tea or something like that. And do you remember, um, like, roughly how many grams it has per serving? I think it was somewhere around three or four, maybe. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's what the one I get is. Yeah. So it's very low, I realize. But to me, the flavor is very sweet anyway. Um, and I have to say, I kind of... You know, there are certain things like kombucha and coconut sugar, which I really 
um, should not be having very often because they do tend to trigger cravings. And oh. I know coconut is very low glycemic too. Yeah, that's one of the things that I, I'm actually kind of happy about this elimination diet because I won't be able to have that for a couple of weeks, or I guess it's maybe more than a couple of weeks. Um, and I think I need to reset my tolerance again because I, I, I've been doing a lot of desserts uh, lately. And even though they're sort of anti-candida compliant, I find that anything sweet for me is really a trigger. Uh-huh. What I what I do when I'm trying to, you know, get my my sweet tooth to go away, I do I do two things. I'll I'll sometimes I'll have tea with no sweetener in it, like a a rooibos tea or something. Yep. And that often helps if I'm craving something sweet or um often if I just have one square of like 70% dark chocolate. Uh-huh. That'll often do it for me. Just that one piece of very dark chocolate. I've heard that works for normal people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so not it. normal. <laughs> wow. Well, I should say Someone called me normal. normal. I'm going to have to. I'm still working. I'm going to um, remember, yeah, this the, is, uh, remember me, the day. Pardon? I'm going to remember the day someone called me normal. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember if that's ever happened to me. No, um, but, you know, I think, yeah, if someone who, shall I say, doesn't have um, problems with, with overeating, maybe that's that's the way I should phrase it. Uh, because, yeah, I, I have a friend who basically said the exact same thing to me. Whereas I find, as somebody who has, you know, with lifelong problems with sugar and binging and just too many sweets, for me the thing that seems to work the best is like almost overloading on greens. I do juices, I do green powders, and I do lots of fresh raw greens yeah. for a day or two. Yeah. And then, then I don't feel that, that compulsion anymore. And and speaking of greens and sugar and allergies, let's talk about detoxing and and the, the detox event that you're doing. Oh, great. Yes. Thank you. And actually, uh, yeah, I just thought of it talking about My Sweet Victory Detox in March. It's called Sweet Victory, and it's going to start on March 24th, and it's a two-week program that provides strategies for dealing with sugar cravings and for people who've had, like me, um, throughout their lives, you know, this being drawn to sweets and having just that, you know, that horrible feeling of being out of control around Yes. Um, I'm working with Andrea Nakayama, who is um, a holistic health counselor who runs a site called Replenish PDX. She's yeah. She is, I mean, I've said this on my blog. I just, I can't even express how much I admire this woman and she is so brilliant. Yeah. So, um, I, I know, I know her. She is. Oh, I adore her. So yeah. she, she has done an enormous amount of research into the whole physiology and the hormones and all of the chemical reactions in the body and the brain that are related to this. And for me, my area of expertise is the the emotional side of it and the sort of psychological side of overeating. And so what we've done is put those two things together for this two-week detox. And it's um, an online program that begins with um, an online course for an hour. Uh, it's a teleseminar. Where people Ooh. Yeah, and it's recorded. So if you can't actually listen in the day of the call, you can go access the recording at any time after that. Oh, that's fabulous. Oh, and she's built, well, actually we've done together. We've created some some uh, graphics and uh, PDF files and pamphlets with recipes and meal plans and all kinds of things uh, that are connected to the course. And then there's my favorite part is the online discussion board. So for the full two weeks, 24 hours a day, people can post their comments, their questions for us, and we're on that discussion board at least two or three times a day to answer them. Oh, that's so nice. And we did it last summer, and it was such a rewarding experience. Uh-huh. Uh, I just loved working with people. I love working with Andrea. So yeah. uh, anyway, that's coming up starting on March 24th, which I believe is Saturday, March 24th, the kickoff call, and then it's two weeks after that. And now what kind of detoxes have you done? I've done, um, basically I do whole foods detoxes. So, um, I've done raw foods when I was in uh, nutrition school where I just did, you know, a few weeks, actually, I think I ended up doing like a month of just a hundred percent raw. Uh-huh. I've know, done, I've done that too. Yeah. I don't know. Would you call that a detox? I guess that's, yeah, I would. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I, uh, I was following a raw book when I did that. It's um, the, raw, the Raw Food Detox Diet. Was that Natalia Rose? Yes. Okay, yeah, I've done that. I've, I've got her book, and I, yeah, so it was, uh, for me, it was based more on one of my teachers, but it's, I think it's about the same. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I've done uh, Juice Fast. Uh, yeah, so have I. I. And the, you know, the Master Cleanse? Yes, I've done that. Yeah, how long did you do it for? Uh, I only I only did it I think three or four days. Yeah, me too. I was I was planning a week, but I couldn't yes. do it. <laughs> I, I was I was going. I was oh, I'm gonna do this for a week, and I and I no. And so, yeah. but but it was good though that I had timed a colonic with like the third or fourth day of it. Oh, so you, you great. So it was it was perfect. That it's a good thing I didn't schedule it for the end of the week and and the you know. I did it in the middle, and and then after the after the colonic, I began eating again. Right, right. Yeah, I found that one a bit too extreme. And from from what I've learned since then, I guess I don't believe that you abs unless there's a very severe condition. But um, even then, I would definitely want to be doing that supervised um, by someone because uh-huh. you want to be sure that your body's up to it and that you're getting enough nutrition. And so for me, I mean, I think just a whole foods detox where you um, I did one with Megan Telpner, uh, who has uh, the blog Making Love in the Kitchen. Right, yeah. So she did an online program, and I, I was actually part of a giveaway. So I remember I was, that. Yeah, and I really wanted to participate. If I was going to be giving it away, I wanted to know what I was giving away. So I and, and I thought that was a very smart way to do it. I mean, she did Whole Foods, and basically what she was doing was eliminating certain food groups as she went along so that – in the middle of the detox, you were basically just having uh, fruit and vegetable juices and smoothies. Uh-huh. And then you, again, you reintroduce the foods that you had eliminated. Uh-huh. So I think that, that works really well for a lot of people. And I, I realized I tend to do that naturally when I'm feeling overloaded anyway. Mm. Like I said, I'll go to a day or two of just uh, veggie juices and maybe salads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I find that works really well. It's, it's, it's really, really good works. if you listen to your body like that and be in touch with what it is that you need. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's a constant learning process. I don't feel I'm there yet. You know, I think people who, especially if you're an overeater and a binger, apparently, um, and this is one of the things we talk about in Sweet Victory, you know, your, your brain is, um, for your, your brain chemistry is different from the average person or the, the person who's never had that issue so that you aren't as in touch with what your body needs anymore. And, oh. and so, you know, I don't have the same switch as my husband to turn it off when I'm full. Oh. Um, it takes a lot more before I realize I'm full. Uh-huh. And that's why people overeat, right? When they're binging, they don't even feel it. They don't even, their, their brain doesn't register it until it's too late. So slowing things down and paying more attention is something, for me, it's it's a constant learning process. And I, I certainly wouldn't uh, purport to say I'm there yet, but I'm so much better than I used to be. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. I- I love watching um, Zoe and Ashley, what what they're, because I think that they don't even realize how in touch they are with what their body needs, you know? Oh, that's so great. And and so, for instance, lately Zoe has gone vegetarian, and she just, for whatever reason, does not want to eat meat. And we pretty much only eat chicken anyway, um, but she just decide you know she just didn't didn't want it and has been doing a ton of smoothies lately and she packs so much nutrition into those smoothies that I'm like yeah go for it you know and she she, what does she put in them she loves to make them herself um oh everything she does the milk tape milkshake type smoothies and I'm saying milk in air quotes um, where she uses, you know, frozen, like, um, nut puddings and frozen nut milk and, and, uh, you know, bananas and, and things like that to make, to make a type of milkshake. And then she'll do a, a fruit kind where she does cherries or blueberries, pomegranate. Um, sometimes I can convince her to, to sneak some greens in there, but she'd rather just eat her salad separate. So she really, she loves salad. She'll, she'll have a salad for one meal and then she wants a smoothie for another. And she puts protein powder in it. She likes protein powder. Um, and then Aunt Ashley loves juicing. 
where where Zoe would rather eat salad and greens separate from her smoothie. Um, right. Ashley loves like greens, juicing greens. So we get out the Breville juicer and we put all the greens in it and she loves to push it down, you know? Yeah. And, and she loves green juice. And, um, she, wow. speaking of, speaking of Natalia Rose again, she loves her green lemonade. Oh yeah. Um, which people keep asking me to to put that recipe on my site, and I I can't because it's we really do the exact recipe that's in her book, and I don't want to post something that's in someone else's book. Um, but it's really great, you know. It's it's like lettuce and chard or kale and Granny Smith apples and lemons and ginger. Oh, and, that sounds so good. Oh, I I she and I could just drink that all day long if if. If, you know, we won the lottery tomorrow, we would just be drinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the most expensive thing we eat, I think. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, wow. I'm just listening to this and thinking how many parents would, you know, would just die to have kids who say, I want juice, you know, and I want greens and I want salad. I think my advice is you would be surprised, especially the younger they are. Um, like when, when Allie has visited me, Allie and Tom from Nourishing Meals, I mean, oh, yeah. they're, the, I remember the twins drinking, you know, the green juice or the green smoothies and you've, I'm sure you've seen the videos on their site and, yeah. and, um, I think the younger they are, the more inclined they are to do it. But, but even Ashley, I mean, she's, she's seven now and she just loves it. And Lexi was here, um, Lexi from Lexi's kitchen with her family a week ago or yeah, they came down from Wyoming and they, yeah, they were, they stopped by here and spent a whole day at our house and I made it for her. I made Natalia's um, green lemonade for Lexi because, you know, Ashley wanted it and I was like, Oh, maybe, you know, your boys will like it. And, and the boys were guzzling it down. Excellent. And so I think that you'd be surprised. It's, it's very addictive. Lexi said, you know, this is addictive. I can see why, you know, once you have this, your body wants more of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I think even as adults, because I certainly was, you know, no paragon of healthy eating. I I was the biggest junk food junkie. So was I. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the more you eat healthy, real food, the more you want it. And, And you come to appreciate how delicious whole foods are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Lexi was saying she thinks that with the with the case of the green lemonade that it's um the sourness from the lemon is is very oh. addictive. Yes. Interesting. And of course you're I'm just thinking as you're saying this that that's helping you to absorb all of those great minerals in the greens because you have your acid with it. Um, is that true? I didn't know that. One of the things we learned in nutrition school, you know how you remember certain little nuggets? Well, that's one I will never forget, that if you have anything with minerals and you want your body to absorb them better, um, if you add an acid like a vitamin C, a juice, or even um, apple cider vinegar, it's going to help your body absorb the minerals more effectively. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know that. I haven't been to school. I've only studied with a naturopath, and so... um... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. That is so cool. So now I try. I always try to to squeeze in at least some lemon juice or something in my green smoothies. So because I I figure that way, it, it's much more bioavailable. Uh, oh, for your body. That is the best tip. And so besides <laughs> besides the apple cider vinegar and the lemon, is there anything else? Anything else that you can use that you could use to do, to to make it more available. Well, anything with uh, like vitamin C, so orange juice, grapefruit is is also good, um, or any kind of vinegar. Those were the things we learned about. Oh, that is great. Well, they yeah. love grapefruit. My kids love. We've been getting that in our box. I, mm. I have to explain that my box is from door to door organics, and it's not all local, um, right? But it saves a lot of money on organic produce that I would be buying in the store. Um, yep. So we do get things like lemons and grapefruit in our box, um, but they love it. Oh, I, lo- I love pink grapefruit. Delicious. Yeah. Um, 
Me too. We actually, we just stopped. We, we are no longer receiving our stuff because the company that had been delivering our organic box for some reason is no longer delivering in our area. I guess oh. we're too far out of the city or something. Mm. And there's nobody else around here who'll do it. So, I mean, there are some stores I can buy organic produce in, but I've noticed that, you know, we don't end up with as much, unfortunately. Oh. And boy, you're right. It's more expensive when you buy it item by item. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping in the summer when all the local farmers have their stuff available, I'll be able to sign up with somebody for a CSA or something like that. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Well, in the summer, we can get a lot more local items in our box. But at this time of year, it's not very much that they can put in locally. You know, we get local onions and local, like, fingerling potatoes. Um, But that's pretty much all at this time of year down where we live. Well, here too. I mean, we don't have a lot that's local right now, so yeah, you, know, you, you do your best, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> and actually, that that leads me to a question I wanted to ask you about because you, yeah, you know, preserving the stuff that you do have in the summer. Um, do you do a lot of um, uh, fermented vegetables or cultured vegetables? I just started doing it. I haven't done it in the past. I've bought oh. them. I, I've bought cultured and fermented vegetables. And I just decided after watching Allie and Tom's video on, on their fermented veggies, I said, I've got to just start doing it myself to save money because, um, you know, when you buy cultured vegetables, it's very expensive. Well, if you buy the real kind, yeah. The, right, the real kind. Yeah. Um, did, were, you, were you amazed at how easy it is? I couldn't believe it. It was really yeah. fun. Andy and I, it was, they're, they're almost ready. It's been almost a week. I think it takes a week, right? Around a week. I guess it depends on how warm you're, wherever you have the jars. Okay. Well, it's In been... In my al- kitchen, it takes a week. Okay. It's been almost a week, and I was going to check on them tonight, maybe. Um, they're on top of the cabinet, which is over the refrigerator, because I thought that would be a warm spot, and away from the kombucha, because I read... <laughs> You're supposed to have space between the kombucha and, and the fermented veggies. Oh, wow. So your kitchen is, is just bubbling right now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm making yogurt tonight also. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> if all I ate was just fermented and cultured veg, you know, things, I would be a happy camper. I, I can't get enough <laughs> of it. I cannot get enough. But um, <laughs> yeah, Andy and I, after the girls went to bed last week, we had a little fermenting party and we cut up, <laughs> cut up cabbages and stuff and, and did, did it with the salt, the, the brining. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Well, I can't wait to hear how you like it. Have you done uh, them that way with the salt? Um, no, I've done them just plain. I think I, I mean, I've salted the vegetables, but I uh-huh. haven't packed them in salt. Is that what you mean? It's it's like a brine, I guess you would call it. It's a it's a salt water. water. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. I, I don't like them too salty, but yeah, I do add some salt. Uh-huh. And um I did I've done just straight sauerkraut, just cabbage. Uh-huh. And then I've done another one with a little bit of carrot and daikon radish in it. Ooh. Which is very good. And another one with a little bit of um arame or arame, however it's said, seaweed in it. Ooh. Which was also very good. Um, but my favorite, you know, I always just go back to the plate, plain sauerkraut. Um, that's that's we, our favorite, yeah. When I was growing up, I mean, my mom, she used to buy it, but she would buy like the, co- I guess it was kosher sauerkraut. I don't know what it was, but it was the, it was the kind you had to keep refrigerated, and it was the true fermented sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. And she would just eat it out of the jar as a snack, and I always mm-hmm. thought that was weird. And then, of course, as I got older, I realized I love this stuff. <laughs> and now I'm sort of turning into my mother. <laughs> well, that sounds good. I think it's a good thing. Well, in that one way, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the, I, one, I, the one that we have, I don't know if you have, is, is Bubby's? Uh, no, I don't think we have that brand here. Okay. And they have, like, pickles and sauerkraut, and it's the real kind, the fermented yeah. kind and it's delicious, and the kids love it, and Andy and I love it, and and we we buy it, and it's gone like the next day. Wow! Because we just it's it's so easy to eat the whole jar within like yeah. you know when there's four people. That's it exactly. I mean, I'm the only one eating it in my house, so it lasts a bit longer. Yeah. So we're excited to be making it ourselves. Final, finally, I don't know what took me so long. 
Well, that's great. Yeah, once you start, I mean, it's so easy. And it's really only the time it takes to mix it up because then it just sits there and you don't have to do anything else, right? Yeah, it was very yeah. fast. Oh, great. And oh, the kombucha the kombucha is fast also, but there's so much more waiting. I guess how long does it take? About a month or so? Yeah, I mean, you can you can drink it before then, but it, it won't have eaten as much of the sugar. It'll be sweeter and have more sugar in it. Okay. So we really want it sour and, you know, fermented. We really want it to eat all that sugar and be really, you know, fermented. So um, we're going to do it probably the full 30 days. And I think it's only been two weeks that it's been there. And the culture on top is getting big. I mean, it's already, I don't know, half an inch or three quarters, maybe three quarters of an inch high. Wow. Yeah. Well, but I mean, that's, that's good. I guess it means it's working, right? Yeah, no. And it looks like the one that my friend gave me on the bottom has had, a, it's so gross. It's had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I don't, I don't know if I know what that means. <laughs> Andy, Andy's like, this is the grossest terminology. <laughs> Everything about kombucha, you know, there's, there's the mother and there's the baby and there's, okay. There's a, um, when you do your second fermentation, you you have to burp the, it's called burping and you, you know, you take the lid off once a day and he's like, everything about this is just <laughs> creeps him out. It's just like but, having, well, you know, with, with apple cider vinegar, they talk about the mother too, right? Yes. And I think all kinds, like I saw Alton Brown on the Food Network go to a, re- um, a balsamic vinegar place yes and and they went I think it I don't know if they were in Italy I forget where he was I don't think he was in the U.S. but he went to a place where they made balsamic vinegar and they showed him in the back like the you know these are the mothers and they had the big glass jars and there was a mother in each one so so yeah I think a lot of um vinegar and I'm sure they're not all Sort of like the sauerkraut. I'm sure they're not all the real kind. Like they, I don't, I don't think they all have a mother. Right, right. Um, I'm sure you can buy vinegar that's not. I don't, I don't know how you'd make it without the mother, but I'm sure you can. Yeah, well, those. That's I think why they're not as healthy because they're not naturally fermented. They add, yeah. you know, I don't know what they add. Yeah, that. What do they add? Yeah, I have no idea. Ooh, I don't want to know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's not good. Um, well, at least I know apple cider vinegar. That's it, it, I think that's the reason why it's it's the only vinegar that is sometimes recommended for the candida diet because of those um, healthy bacteria in them. Yeah, that's another thing that I that I had heard. Maybe I maybe I'm mistaken. I thought that that it could kill that the the mother in the vine- apple cider vinegar could help fight candida. That's what some people say. And again, okay. it's one of those things, if you read one one expert, they'll say don't have it because it's vinegar and, be, and and they don't want you to have fermented things. And then you read someone else and they say, but apple cider vinegar has properties that are antifungal and antibacterial and all those things. Okay. So um, okay. for me, again, what I what I do in those situations where there's any controversy over a particular food is uh-huh. I wait until my symptoms have abated a bit. So I waited uh-huh. until the third stage of the diet before I started even trying those kinds of foods, like uh-huh. the apple cider vinegar or the coconut sugar, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, seems to have worked well, for me. I would, I mean, I'm just guessing here based on things that I've, I've learned that, um, think the, like the Bragg apple cider vinegar that has the mother in it because it's alkalizing. Right. That it would be be more beneficial than like the unnatural kind of vinegar. I'm sure that the unnatural type that doesn't come from the mother is acidic. Right, exactly. And you're not supposed to eat that in anybody's version of the candida diet. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And even things like nuts, you know, my naturopath, um, well, all the diets tell you not to have peanuts because they're so high in molds. And yeah. But some diets will say it's okay to have cashews, and some diets will say it's okay to have pistachios, which surprised me because I know they're known to be moldy too. And what my naturopath said is that 
pretty much all nuts have mold in some yeah. way or another. So if you're going to have walnuts, there isn't really a huge leap to having cashews as long as you have them in moderation anyway. Right. Um, the only one that's so much higher is peanuts. So, you know, I, the first phase, I don't think I had cashews, but by stage two, I did start using a bit of cashews just because otherwise my diet is so restricted on this. Right. Um, and, and I know, I know a lot of, um, Speaking of peanuts, a lot of moms with kids on the autism spectrum, they say that when their kids have peanuts and peanut butter, it really affects their brain um, badly. Yeah. Which tells you something, I guess. Yeah, it does. Now I feel bad that I give it to my dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't. We buy organic just for our dogs, but yeah, I... You know, I even wonder about that sometimes, but my husband eats peanut butter. He's uh-huh. the kind of person who can eat anything. Wow. It doesn't affect him. He's, he's, he's never had um, any kind of issues with allergies or anything like that. And he's, he's a moderate eater, you know, like he doesn't overdo anything. Not, so. not Andy. He, he definitely had, had some issues with gluten and, and dairy. And I would, I would have to say even more with dairy than gluten for him. Although, although he is gluten intolerant, so he can't have that either, but. Wow. Yeah. Well, in, a way, in a way that makes it easier though, doesn't it? When everybody eats the same thing. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess in, in my house, what happens is the husband learns to cook a little more. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that would happen here also. <laughs> yeah. That would definitely... He's a great, he's a great sous chef. Like he, he, he sure knows how to help me, but he does not really have a great repertoire for making his own recipes. Uh-huh. So I think uh, that that may, well, we'll see what happens when I'm on the elimination diet because he'll probably get tired of eating oh. cereal. <laughs> Andy, Andy loves to snack. And right now I had, a, I had a busy afternoon of making things before I called you. Right now I'm dehydrating my granola for him, which is actually, if you do have to eliminate oats, gluten-free oats, I have an oat-free granola Oh, that sounds great. And it's, um, we use walnuts and almond flour and shredded coconut. That's like the base. Yep. And then I, you know, add different spices and things. Right now I'm doing a cinnamon raisin and it's, it has cinnamon and raisins and then it's held together with, um, applesauce and chia seed meal. Oh, great. And that kind of makes like a glue, the chia meal and and the applesauce, you know, it coats everything and makes these nice big clusters that you can break apart. Which is great for granola, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So he loves to snack on granola and he's constantly eating that like between meals and, um, he, he, he he does best. I think everyone does really, but Andy's very in touch with the fact that he needs to eat like every two hours. Oh, really? It's, he likes he likes to graze. He's he's like he's like the kids. He's a big grazer. Okay. <laughs> the six small meals a day idea, I guess. Yeah, he loves that. Oh wow, that's great. Maybe he yeah, just lo- I... maybe he just loves to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as he's eating things like your granola, I think he's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I I should mention too that I soak the nuts so they're you know, easier to digest because I personally do much better. And I think a lot of people do with soaked nuts. Yeah. I I find that, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of problem with things like nut butter made from toasted nuts. And I, I I tend to actually eat that quite a bit, but I do, I I love soaked nuts and yeah, there's so much more. The thing too is not just that they're so much more digestible, but they're so much more nutritious. Yes. it, It sort of awakens all of the nutrients in them. Right. Yeah, and breaks down the enzyme inhibitors so that you can absorb all the vitamins and enzymes and everything. Yep. Yeah. And just for a different flavor once in a while, it's nice, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking I, I just have to get a hold of some almond flour. It's it's not very common. It's not that easy to get here. Oh. Um, I've seen Bob's Red Mill in the health food store, like that brand. But Honeyville, I don't think exists in Canada. Well, I've never seen it either. Everyone here orders it. Oh, okay. So yeah, but for me, ordering from the states is a little bit, a little bit of an issue. So right. Uh, but I'm going to be there in April in Chicago. So <laughs> oh, you have to get it when you're in Chicago. <laughs> have it sent to you at the hotel. 
That's right. Yeah. So when we were there for uh, Nourish, the upcoming blogger conference. Yes. And tell me again what you're speaking about at Nourished. I'm going to be talking about um, acquiring and maintaining your audience as a special diet blogger. So some of the unique, I I don't know if I want to call them problems, but some of the unique challenges um, for bloggers who, who blog about special diet foods that obviously the mainstream audience are not going to either know about or or necessarily be eating on a regular basis. And how do you um, encourage people to read your blog and gain readers and keep them interested? Oh, I want to hear you speak about this. This applies to me. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and and it was great to actually think about those issues because I I sort of do a lot of it intuitively and I I sat down and I worked out, but what is it that I do? So I'm, I'm going to be talking about, I've sort of split it into different areas, the foods and the content of the blog posts and the photos particularly, Uh and how, what are some of the little tips and tricks and things that you can do to um, help your blog and increase your blog readership and success that way. Oh, so it's fun. Oh, I can't, I don't think I can go. And I, and I so want to hear what I'm bummed that you can't go because I'm, you know, I, I, I don't know if people realize we've never actually met each other. I know, I know. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and, uh, I don't know. Maybe I can try and work it out somehow. I don't uh, know. I would so love to meet you and I really want to hear your talk. No, well, same here. I'd love to meet you. And, you know, it's, um, I don't know if we said it's on April 13th, Friday, April 13th, but, um, most of the people there I have never met either. The only person I have met, I believe, is Maggie Savage from She Let Them Eat Cake. Uh-huh. Because she lives about an hour from Oh, Toronto. right. So we met once at a blogger meetup here in town. Um, but there are so many people. I mean, everybody. Everybody who's going to be presenting, everybody who's going to be involved at the conference, I haven't met and I can't wait to meet. Yeah. So oh. Like Amy, and you Amy. know Amy had her baby. Yes, Amy had her baby. She yeah. had a little... Boy, I don't know if um, people know that, but it's so we're, exciting. We're announcing it for her. <laughs> <laughs> I think they know. Gosh, I, I think so. Yeah. Because she said she was going to be taking some time off, so. Right. Which right. is great. Oh, yeah. yeah, good for them. I'm so glad for them. Yeah. And I hope they're enjoying every second with their little baby. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, but she is going to be there at the conference and. Um, with the baby. With the baby, I know, I can't wait. So you'll get to meet him. Oh, I'm so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll still be a wee one. (laughs) Yeah, like two two or three months, I guess. Right? Uh, Yeah. Let's see. Two months. Yeah, two and a bit, maybe, yeah. Yeah. They're still tiny at that age, I guess. Oh, you have to smell them for me. They smell so good. I'll kiss his little feet for you. (laughs) (laughs) I love baby feet. They're so cute. I love their heads, that baby smell. Mm. Yeah. Oh, baby. Let's face it. Huh? I said babies are just cute, all of them. Oh, right? yeah. Well, yeah. The whole package is cute. Right, right, right. So, yeah, but that'll be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And, and uh, mm-hmm. I think we talked about some of the other presenters last time, but meeting everybody there will be, just be terrific. So, and, and, of course, the people who come to the conference, there's so, there are a few blog readers who've told me that they're going to be there, and I'm, I'm very excited to meet them. Oh, that is so fun. When I went to the expo last year, it was just, oh, I mean, it, you're just, your heart, just all those people that you get to meet that read your site, you know, people that you've never met. Yes. It's wonderful. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. You're just going to go home with your heart just exploding with, with all the love. Oh, that's great. <laughs> How long are you going to be in Chicago when you come? It's fairly short. We're coming in the night before, which I guess is Thursday, and we're leaving on Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's going to be really quick, but uh, it's still enough time to get to see everybody and yeah. work, you know, have some time before and after the conference to chat and meet. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's, you're going to have a great time. I've never been to Chicago either. So I'm looking forward to just seeing a bit of the area. Uh huh. Uh huh. But again, I think it's a little quick for that, but still. (laughs) Well, we are out of time and my husband needs me down downstairs. So I'm going to have to 
I'm going to have to go for today. Okay. Wow. But I had such a fun time with you again. Me too, Kelly. Always. And again, I think there are a few things we didn't even get to. I know. I know. (laughs) We'll put them on our blogs. We have have too much to talk about. (laughs) It's a good thing. Thank you so much for having me again. This was great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ricky. My pleasure. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye.